0: This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 645, How to Make Accurate Time Estimates, part two, by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. And I'm Justin Malek, the guy that reads blog posts to you, along with four other narrators across all five of our shows. And this is with permission from the authors, of course. Do check out our other four shows if you haven't already. Just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this show, and the others should pop right up. But for today's episode, this is a continuation from yesterday, so if you're new here, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. Sometimes I break posts up into two because it'd be too long for one episode. So if you're all caught up, let's get right to part two and continue optimizing your life. How to make accurate time estimates, part two, by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. Define clear task boundaries. Make sure your tasks are clearly defined. Vague or nebulous tasks are hard to estimate. If one of my tasks is update accounting, I can't be certain of what that includes. Does that mean balancing my checking account, doing payroll, filling out tax forms, recording receipts? If I wanna make a reliable estimate, I need a clear picture of what I'll be doing. You may find it helpful to list a few keywords for the components of an otherwise unclear task. You don't necessarily need to estimate the time for each segment, you just need to be able to visualize what you'll be doing the keywords can help trigger the right imagery so you can make a better estimate. You should be able to quickly verbalize the first and last steps of each task. For example, when I see a task labeled Write New Blog Entry, I know that the first step is to pick a topic. The last step is to click the Publish button. If you can't name the first and last steps of a task on your list, then your task doesn't have clear boundaries. In that case, you'll need to take a moment to define those steps, or you'll need to define your task a little more clearly possibly by breaking it into smaller chunks. Good estimates require clear start and finish boundaries. Be especially careful to consider what will be required to bring a task to 100% completion. If your task is to pay your bills, does that end when you write the checks, when you deposit the payments in the mail or complete an online payment process, when you file the paid bills in your filing cabinet, or when you balance your checkbook? Don't forget to consider how long it takes to clean up and put away your materials. Even if you're just making dinner, there will be dishes to attend to afterwards. Reuse estimates for recurring tasks. Once you've completed a recurring task, make a record of the time required for completion so you can reuse that estimate in the future. When that task reappears on your to-do list, you can simply look up your old estimate. These estimates will be fairly accurate because they're based on previous results, not previous estimates. I recommend that you create an estimation list for your common recurring tasks. Here are two methods for doing that. Method one, simple version. For a very basic estimation list, you only need to record a single figure for each task. Just note how long the task took to complete the last time you did it. Your simple estimation list might look something like this. Grocery shopping, 55 minutes. Make and eat dinner, 42 minutes. Vacuum house, 83 minutes. Wash, fold, and put away laundry, 75 minutes, and so on. Once you build a good list of time estimates for recurring tasks, you can create a very reasonable plan for your day by adding tasks to your schedule. Method two, detailed version. For a more complex version, you can record four figures for each task. Number one, the number of times you've completed the task since you started keeping records. Number two, your best minimum time to complete the task. Number three, your worst maximum time to complete the task. And number four, your average time to complete the task. You can use these figures for making reliable estimates in the future. The min-max range tells you how reliable your estimates are likely to be. Whenever you complete each task again, take a moment to update your figures. In practice, this won't take much time at all, but you'll end up with a fairly accurate list of estimates. To update your average task time using this method, multiply number one by number four, add the time required to complete the most recent repetition, and then divide the result by number one plus one. For example, if you previously completed a task 10 times, averaging 30 minutes per repetition, and the 11th repetition takes 35 minutes, then your new average is 10 times 30 plus 35 divided by 10 plus one, which equals 30.45 minutes. This method allows you to keep updating your average without having to record all of your previous task completion times. If you record your best minimum time to complete a task, you can also use that to challenge yourself. Beating your previous record can motivate you to maintain a faster tempo. At the very least, try to beat your average time. Putting the clock on yourself can push you to work a little faster, especially for repetitive tasks that might otherwise seem a bit dull. For most people, I recommend method one. Method two is probably overkill unless you're really committed to optimizing your time usage. Learning to make better time estimates is a useful skill to develop, one that will serve you well for life. The methods you heard are actually quite easy to implement. Becoming a better estimator may improve your life at the tactical level of daily time management, but be careful not to lose sight of the strategic level. Have you taken the time to define your life purpose? Are you setting the right goals? Are you working in the right career? Mastering low-level tactics won't provide much value when your overall life strategy is nonsensical or non-existent. Even so, accurate estimation can benefit you across a variety of fields, so it's a good skill to develop early in life. It's still okay to develop this skill before you've achieved clarity at the higher levels of life purpose and long-term goals. Just be sure that at some point, you remember to attend to those higher levels so you don't merely become a faster rat on a treadmill. You just listen to part two of the post titled How to Make Accurate Time Estimates by Steve Pavlina of stevepavlina.com. I'm gonna keep this ending really short, but while you're out there listening, if you haven't yet checked out our other four podcasts where we narrate blogs for you, please do. Just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this, and they should show up. I hope you're having a great weekend, have a great day, and I'll be back tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.